Welcome to This Lesbian Ship is Intense. I'm Katie. And I'm V. And we are back. And we are here. And we're going to be changing up what we're talking about again. <laughs> we're going to talk about Druck. And we're super excited about it. Uh, we're still going to be doing season one of The Bold Type. Um, it's been fun for us. And I think that's going to be like our baseline. Like when we don't have anything new to talk about, we're just going to jump into season one of The Bold Type. But for now, we both really loved this season of Druck. And that's what we want to talk about. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely need to go ahead and lean into the things that bring us joy as we continue to exist in this fucking pandemic, even if Texas wants to act like it's not. <laughs> Fresh. It's too raw. <laughs> v uh, started not in the very beginning, but followed the clips as they released. V knows more of the ins and outs of the show and has followed the social media. I literally binged all of this two days ago and I only watched it that one time. And then I have watched these episodes again for the podcast. So I've watched it twice and I think we're going to have definitely uh, interesting contrasting experiences with this. Uh, and so that should be fun. Yeah, it's really interesting to me that you did not get the social media components, um, which actually might not be a big deal for these first episodes because I don't really remember when I started watching live, but obviously until I started watching live, I also missed the social media bits. So we might not have too much, but also in addition to the social media stuff, like I have been in fandom more than you have been. So I I have not. Yes. <laughs> so like, I know a lot of the things that like people have talked about, even if I missed some of the social media shit back then. Yeah. When I knew Druck was going to do a sapphic storyline, I was always thinking about watching it because my sister loves Druck. She watched the entire first generation mm -hmm. of Druck um, and would talk to me about it all the time. And so I was like, she, he talks about it like it's a really good show but in my head I was like wrapping my head around the clip part of releasing it I'm like I don't know what I thought the quality would be but I will say I was like not expecting to get like a very quality television show and I don't know why it was just mm -hmm. in my head because my sister loved it and I really trust her taste level she's very she's an artsy bitch you know what I mean <laughs> so I I don't know why I was like having my a hard time wrapping my head around it but um I'm glad I gave it a shot when I saw that there were uh some sapphic characters because I was really impressed with the storytelling the acting the cinematography, mm -hmm. the music, like I was impressed overall with the show. Yeah, literally everything. Um, actually, you talking about that reminds me. Um, so I think her name is Mina, the girl who plays Nora. She actually just got nominated for an award. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, for her portrayal of Nora in um, season five because she was the main character then. And Nora is related to someone from the first generation, I think, yes, right? Yes, she is Kiki's younger sister from first gen. And I have watched nothing other than season five and season six. Did you watch all of season five? You know, I'm going to go with no, because I was watching, <laughs> you know, so speaking of like, you know, maintaining our mental health um, in this pandemic. So I was watching Nora season and then they started getting really into 
her diagnosis with dissociative disorder. Um, and how it is a little much. It was. It was a little too much for me. I was. I mean, they were doing a really good job with it, and that's exactly why I couldn't keep watching. Um, is because I was like, this is stirring things up for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to take a break. Um, so I watched most of the season. Um, I don't think that I watched all of it. I think I may have like fast forwarded through some episodes just because like it felt too in her mental health. Um, but I'm hoping that I'll go back and like you know, be able to watch it. It's just at the time, like I was not in a place to watch it. I get you. I've thought about now because I really liked it. I thought about going and watching uh, Nora's season because so like I watched this, all of Fatu scenes in season five. So I, and Kumi scenes. So I know their parts in it. Um, and the parts that interacted with Nora, which it's obviously most of it because that's who it's about. Like, I, th- I thought Nora was doing a really good job and it seemed like it was a really interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about going back and watching it and even watching the first generation of Druck just to, like, entertain me as a television show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I'll probably end up watching all of Nora's again at some point. I don't know if I'll go back to the, the old gen or not. I might try and watch the other gays. I think, like, the French gays. I don't know. Also, let me say, like, I didn't keep up with it live because I'm like, I think this is genius, honestly, for marketing a television show Mm -hmm. to get people like talking about your show and get them sucked in and to do these social media things and do these clips. And I think it's brilliant. And maybe if I was a teenager, I would be like, yes, let me follow this. But now I'm like, I will die. I'm too obsessive. (laughs) I know myself. I will I will really fall off the wagon. I have to wait until it's done because I don't have enough self-control for that did i tell did you see my nerdy tweet where i was like the reason this is so hard is because it's an interim in reinforcement schedule i never know when i'm gonna get a reward (laughs) it's i think it's brilliant i really Mm -hmm. do i just personally am like i cannot do this (laughs) like it's probably not something i should have done but poor impulse control (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm uh, trying to find better boundaries in my life i can't say i'm there but i'm trying to find it (laughs) yeah you're at least making an effort that's good um so yeah that's kind of our experience with druck and i think since they're short episodes we're going to talk about multiple ones um in a podcast episode for us uh but before we jump into the season why don't you give us a brief backstory on what happened on season five because how Druck works is we focus on a single character throughout each season and we go to another one the next one. So if I recall correctly I'm pretty certain that even though it was Nora's season in season five um, season five starts and ends with Fatu speaking. Um, Interesting. You're right because it's Uh in the clips that I watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she gets the first lines and the last lines. Very fascinating. Anyway, so season five follows Nora, who is the youngest daughter. I don't know her mom's name. She's got her older sister, Kiki, and then her other sister, Zoe. And um, Question, are Kumi and Fatu in different grades? I don't think so. Because Zoe is presumably older than Nora, and Kumi and Zoe are BFFs. I don't understand. No, I saw someone talking about that on Twitter as well. And I think someone was like, I don't know, did like Zoe like 
you know, fuck up a grade. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Nora is living at home with her mother, who is an alcoholic. And so we see how that impacts Nora. And then Nora's reaction to some of the stressors, um, she actually starts drinking. And then that creates tension within the friend group because she ends up actually telling Zoe that Fatu has a, a crush on Kumi. Um, and she, because of her dissociative disorder, I think, too, um, was kind of spacey and has, like, fucked up some things for their, like, little project with the sweaters and stuff, trying to come up with money for their prom, I think, for some party or something. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like that. And it ends with, I'm pretty sure, with, like, uh, Fatu and a Ava singing. Okay, let's talk about what we need to know going into this season now. So, Fatu is part of the Cash Queens with Nora. Mm -hmm. And it's a little friend group of four with Ava and Maylin? Mylene. Mylene. It took me fucking forever to figure out what her name was when I was I know, you're I like, who's to, the fourth one? <laughs> I had to message me. I was like, what is her name? They hardly say it. I don't know what it is. Uh, they're like a four little friend group, but explain this part to me. So Nora was originally more friends with like Zoe and Kumi oh. and Constantine and Ismail. And then Fatu like took Nora under her wing and then the cash screens formed. Is that what happened? Okay. So at the beginning, um, we start out with Fatu's voice because Nora and Fatu are paired up together for some kind of project. So I don't think they were friends before that necessarily. Um, and then, um, Nora was dating Constantine and because oh, Zoe's her I sister I yeah. kind of picked up on him a little bit but I couldn't really tell <laughs> yeah sorry yeah so Nora was dating Constantine at some point the season five starts out with him having been broken up but they were dating and because Zoe is her sister she was hanging out with the instas which is uh, like their name. Nora could have totally done more with this Kumi and Fatu situation then <laughs> oh oh <laughs> oh just you wait Katie until we get to the hell week um anyways which was um, not hell week for me, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so basically, I think Ismail says to her, like, hey, things are kind of awkward now because you and Constantine aren't together anymore. So, like, you should stop hanging out with us, basically. <laughs> oh, what a bitch! <laughs> yeah, so Nora has, like, been abandoned and has, like, no fucking friend, friend group. And so then that's when she starts to bond with Ava, who kind of comes up against the Instas because they're trying to be stupid with the money. And Ava's like, let's not be stupid with the money, guys. And then how did Mylene get into this? I don't know. She ended up helping Nora... Um, cheat in a race because Constantine. Oh, that sounds pretty familiar for her. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Constantine was a dick and like pushed Nora in this like gym class thing because she was beating him. And so then Mylene was like, "Hey, let's take the shortcut." And so that's how they bonded. Um, and then Fatu bonded with them because she got the fucking addresses incorrect and ended up at their little gathering instead of the you know, instas gathering and then when they stole the money that is how they became friends and that's how they became the cash queens and then fatu and ava have the cutest little bff relationship they are my like babies i love them with all my heart ava honestly is one of my favorite characters i adore her so i'm gonna talk about that a lot the whole underlying of the season is fatu crushing on kumi cool that that was in nora's season that they made mm -hmm. room 
for Fatu having a crush on her. Yeah, that has been a thing that I've seen fans talk about and I agree with, which is how beautiful is it that they established that in season five, even though she wasn't the main, so that it's not just like, oh, here, we suddenly drop in a character so that the queer person has a romantic interest. It's like, no, like they've existed in their lives beyond this. And because it totally made sense on going into Fatu season after Nora's, I'm like, there's only like three people I think it makes sense to do next season. Which mm-hmm. is Ava, Kumi, or Ishmael. Those yeah. are the only three people I could justify in another season in terms of like flow. Maybe yeah. Zoe, but no, I don't think they'll ever it. do a Zoe. Honestly, I don't think they'll do a Zoe. Um, I agree with you. I don't think that they'll do a Kumi because she's the love interest, and apparently they've never done it. Oh, that's right. That's what my sisters told me. But they should. Who gives a fuck? I know. I was like, they should deviate because, yeah, let's have some, you know, changes. Change it up. Kumi would be such a good season, Katie. But Ava, Ava would keep Kumi and Fatu in the circle enough where you mm-hmm. get to see them. You know what I mean? Same thing with Ismail, though, I think. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, those are the only two acceptable ones for me. Yeah. But yeah. also, they're the only ones that make sense with, like, what you kind of learn about them, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. Um. I don't know who I think it's going to be. So what I also think is really important to know from season five into season six is that Friendsgiving episode where um, Fatu is talking to Kumi and she's finally going to go and tell her she's into her. And then is like, I feel so stupid. I thought there was something there. I'm so dumb. I've been chasing after her and she just is sobbing. That was very emotional. I was like heartbroken for her. I know I know when fucking Sarah cries as Fatu I cry uh yeah so that was like the one thing where I was like you need to fucking watch that to like I think it's really important for season six I think the build-up was important because I do think Kumi was into her and then got freaked out a little bit oh okay cool that's one of my questions is when do you think that she fell for her (laughs) I think like she started kind of liking her like with the whole like pizza talking like talking thing like oh yeah (laughs) probably kind of feeling like she knew she was bi at that time and so she was like started vibing with Fatu I think pretty early when she started talking to her. The reason I'm laughing is because I took a screenshot of that scene or like where uh, Nora takes a photo of Fatu and Kumi when they're eating donuts and cold pizza and I was like you can't tell me that she wasn't freaking the fuck out being next to her crush and someone was like you see her squishing that donut? Like if you look like she's like holding the donut so tight. <laughs> I think she was kind of like, oh my gosh, I think I have a crush on her, you know, in that moment. Like those were the 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 buddings or the you know the seeds of the crush at that time. Mm-hmm. And then I think like by the time they were dancing, Kumi was like, oh wow, I really really like her, and then was like, gotta run, can't do this right now. Do we know if the song that Fatu and Ava sing is original? Because the lyrics, I'm like, Fatu, did you write these lyrics about Kumi and blast it everywhere? <laughs> um, I That's what I think. If anyone can answer that for us, that would be great. Because I was like, God damn. And also, that was very good. I texted yeah. being like, oh, I'm taken by surprise at how good this is. <laughs> Yeah, I had to tell you. I was like, no, the actress who plays Fatu, Sira, actually sings. She actually has something come out uh, coming out um, later this month. <laughs> Does Ava? Is that really Ava singing? Oh yeah, Aisha. Uh, the, so the per- I think her name is Aisha. The person who plays Ava is Aisha, and she also sings. Yeah. 
so I think that's the basics of what we need to know mm-hmm. going into this season. Oh, I was going to say, I think um, I now this is appears to be controversial from the fandom, but it is a different perspective when you just watch the TV show <laughs> because I love the Cash Queens. <laughs> I, I loved the Cash Queens in season five. I have no issues with them after watching this season. So, I mean, I might have slight things here or there, but I generally love the dynamic. So, this is where our differing experiences have mm-hmm. different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Fatu and Ava have the cutest little chemistry. They're the best, best friends. I adore them so much. I just can't stop thinking about it. I really would like to see more Ava content, really. So if you guys will start making more, like, gifts of her and gifts of her and Fatu, I would really appreciate that. Also, fan art. I want some Ava and Fatu fan art. I don't care what the drama was before. It's time for you to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Get back to what I need, which is some Ava and Fatu content. Oh, God. Oh, this is going to be so good. I'm so excited. (laughs) So, that's our recap for season five. Now we're going to get into season six, Fatu season. So, I'm probably not going to make note of this every time, but I made note of it the first time. We are starting at a Sunday at 6.06 p.m. Uh, Title. Episode one is titled New Galaxies. I also don't know how important this is, but like, I don't know if you know this. So every clip has a title and then the last clip, which airs on Friday usually is the one that makes that whole episode drop. And so the clip name for Friday is the name of the entire episode. So new galaxies is actually like the last episode or the last clips title, but it's the entire episode title too. Wow. That's cool. I like that little fun tidbit. So we start with Fatu at work at the aquatic animal store and we see her counting money at the register. This is a very important for like setting the scene on what's going to drive her like personal storyline this season. I do just want to point out that I may often refer to this place as the aquarium because for some reason like I just can't say aquatic animal shop like i don't well, know it why. was so long i was like what do you even call this because it's not a typical pet store yeah i didn't know what to call it either so i just keep calling it the aquarium in my head okay so from here on out we'll just keep calling it the aquarium because i mean we could call well, it aquarius which is what it's actually called <laughs> i like aquarium better let's stick okay, with cool. it <laughs> and then we she gets a text from ava to head over to their place uh, so Fatu skates over because she's cool. We found out that Ava has moved in with Nora and Zoe. And this is when I message V and I'm like, <laughs> do kids just live by themselves in Germany? Like, what's going on here? I'm very confused. I'm like, what's happened with Ava? Does she have some family issues? Like, she could just move in there. And V said, apparently they don't care in, in the scam universe. And so I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah, I don't remember where I heard or learned that, um, but I, I believe I remember reading somewhere that in the scam verse, they don't really focus on parents because it's more about the kids. But also, I guess in Germany, especially um, children tend to or you know teens tend to be pretty independent, um, which is interesting. Also, I think that's pretty true for like living in a city. Like, you know, like I feel like city kids do a lot of shit on their own. <laughs> 
Probably. I'm from uh, the country. So <laughs> I'm from a small town too. <laughs> so like my experience is like very sheltered and different um and American. Oh, I wanted to just say the music, the soundtrack to this fucking season is so incredible. Good. The so amount of songs that I've added to my playlist, I'm like, download, <laughs> download. <just> like... <laughs> and then uh, when Fatu gets there, we see that Ava has done some redecorating. And then Ava, like a true BFF, is like, hey, just heads up. Zoe and Kimi are here. Uh, they're having a girls night. You need to prepare yourself for this. The way that Fatu like breathes in and like braces herself for Ooh. it, and then she they is like in deep. She is in deep for this girl. And then they pan to Kumi's shoes, and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> we kind of set the scene about how Ava has moved in, and she's kind of, and this is kind of setting up Ava's storyline for the season. How she's like um the flat mom and the cash queen mom and so they put a lot more responsibility on ava and i think that's kind of important for her journey in the season 100 percent agree and then you know they have a little joke about burning the christmas cookies you also see fatu being distracted by the noises coming from zoe's room and i just like i'm just like girl is so distracted by kumi like just constantly that's all <laughs> And then we have Fatu skating home, and Kumi just, like, stops her. She's like, hey! <laughs> Fatu didn't even didn't notice her, so she, like, skated past her? I'm like, what is happening here? I was like, how fast did Kumi clock that that was Fatu? Like, how fast is she, like... Knew instantly someone's <laughs> been paying attention. Also, she had light-up wheels, so it's probably pretty noticeable. <laughs> I mean, but like she, you know, Kumi has to know that she has light up wheels. Like, I mean, so she's paying attention, period. <laughs> and Fatu is the most like awkward little child here. Like, what are you doing? And she's like walking on the sidewalk. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I also was like, I thought they both were just being st stupid. It's like, what are you doing here? Walking? No, but like walking where? Walking like it's just like they both are just saying dumb things in my opinion. But like I get it. You guys have crushes. It's fine. Exactly. Uh, and they're heading home. They're on a similar journey. And Kumi asks about the how do you say it? Axolotl. Axolotl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, should I say axolotl or should I say axolotl? I don't know. You should say how you're saying it. Sounds way better. <laughs> axolotl. Okay, so moving on. So we find out about, about the axolotl, and we find out that it's a animal that uh, Fatu really likes because it can regrow organs and it's really resilient. Remember that. And then Kumi just like casually asked to ride the skateboard, like no intentions there. She's not trying to do anything. Um, my question to you is, do you think that her slipping and falling on that skateboard was intentional or not? Uh, I don't know. She's very graceful as a dancer. So mm -hmm. I feel like she definitely could have handled herself, you know, <laughs> she was like kind of wanting more from Fatu, just like, you know, for a fun little flirt session. Like that's where she wanted to ride the skateboard was to flirt with her. You know what I mean? Not... <laughs> Look at me riding the skateboard. I'm going to start skateboarding now. You know, it was definitely like a flirty endeavor. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know what I think myself, but I definitely think that when she tripped, she was like, let me take this opportunity to try and hold her hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like like that little hand holding where like Fatu catches her and gets yeah. and like tells her she did good. And, you know, they joke about how Fatu's like this great skateboarder now and all this stuff. And it's very cute. But then Kumi needs to go the other direction. And Fatu's just like, have fun. <laughs> And then she's, like, beating herself up the whole way home for that. It's the first time she does her little head tap thing um, in this season. And I just think it's so precious how she does that throughout the season. That's what my therapist tells me to do, to reinforce positive things. <laughs> it's like little taps. <laughs> tap, tap it in. Tap it in. <laughs> I feel like Fatu's is not a positive reinforcement. It's like, why the fuck did I do that? <laughs> Um, okay, then Fatu's alarm goes off, and I just made a note of how she's really, like, got herself figured out. She has her phone alarm, and then she has, like, a robot alarm that makes her get out of bed to turn off. Yep, yeah. So, clearly, Fatu struggles with getting up for school. (laughs) Um, I used to wake up after my mom yelled at me to wake up and then go sleep on the couch and talk (laughs) again to get her to stop yelling at me the first time like she would go get ready and then she'd come out and yell at me to get ready <laughs> like me and my sister would race to get to the couch first so we could sleep some more in the morning it's so funny i've always been a morning person so it's never been an issue for me to wake up to go to school um and then her brother comes in and um he's back for christmas and he wants fatu to chip in for a spa day for their parents I was just like, I never got my parents shit as a kid. <laughs> like, I, uh, I bought them shit with their own money. If I got them something, so I them anything, definitely not like a hundred dollar spa day. That's like an adult gift. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. Like, what are you expecting of Fatu? Uh, and she tells her brother here that she, her school doesn't start until third period um which is not the case that we find out later i just wanted to say um that this is also the first time we hear um eli call her fafa and i just think it's so cute that's all it is it's very cute and can we just get this out of the way now i do not understand how they wear masks in this show it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like we have to verbalize and say yeah. that it makes no sense and then ignore it because yeah. I don't really care. It's a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't make sense. It really annoyed me at first. Then I was just like, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> That's how I was. I was like, I really just don't understand what this is doing other than referencing people should wear masks. Yeah. Um, And then we also find out that May- Mylene uh posted the biology answers on the cash queen's instagram which does not seem like the best decision in the world nope 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 oh the way that that just is that comes up for the rest of the season um i'll say more about it later um but i'll (laughs) but the instas walk by looking like freaking models <laughs> so it's the, like the culture click like the pop the popular click uh called the instas yeah they are called the instas but they also have i think a collective instagram called gang gang um which i do not follow um so oh i mean that's smart for how scam operates like to have a group insta for friend groups and stuff 
Yeah. Also, is Ishmael like non-binary or genderqueer? To my understanding, the actor is non-binary, they, them, but Ismail is he, him on the show. Really? They they wear lipstick and stuff. So I, so Ismail does wear lipstick and wears nail polish, but I don't believe that in the show his pronouns are not he, him. Okay, I might still use gender neutral pronouns because I took notes in them because I got those vibes from that character and I wanted to be respectful. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that a lot of people use they them because the actor is they them. Um, I try to as well. I might switch between the two because it's hard for my brain to figure out like the character versus the actor. Like I want to respect the character. Is it that they're laying the groundwork and they might not explore that through the character in the show? And that's why they're he, him still. That is what I think. And I think others have considered might happen if Ismail is the next main is that we might see that. Very interesting. I really liked how they developed that character as a, like a secondary character. We don't mm -hmm. know much about. I thought was they were very interesting. Yeah. So... Fatu sees Kumi walk by like uh super badass looking like the ice queen runs the school vibes. I was like, oh, I love Kumi. I love characters <laughs> that are like that. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed that a little bit. And then Ava is like, Fatu, what are you doing? You're just staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Ava is an attentive friend. She notices immediately. Fatu doesn't exactly hide it, though. Like, if you are friends with Fatu, you should be able to tell. Do you remember her face when she was watching um, her dance? dance? <laughs> I was living. I was like, yes, that is who I wanted to be in high school and wasn't yet. Oh, God. I love her. Yeah. I just love how Fatu's like, we had a conversation. Like... Like, she's like, we're talking now. It's yeah. fine. Leave me alone. Uh, but then Ishmael is like, uh, I stole a tortoise. Can you please take care of it for me? I'm like, what the fuck was happening in that video with the with the tortoise? Um, that video was, and maybe this was a social media thing. So Constantine and Ismail stole it from a zoo. Ew. You yeah. can't just be stealing animals like that. And they did. <laughs> A fucking little tortoise? The poor tortoise. I know. Um, also, my questions are, how did Ismail get her phone number? And how did he hear about her job at the aquarium? I don't know, but I like that he really wants to be friends with her. I don't care for it yet. And then um, Fatu is their last hope to save this tortoise. Um, and Fatu is like, you're a fucking idiot trying to feed a tortoise cookies. Here's some lettuce. I know that was the thing where she was like, she's like, I can't take care of this. Like, I've got a life. Oh, Jesus Lord, you're trying to fucking feed it cookies. Give me the damn tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like how this like person that works there shows up and Ishmael's just like, can we make out in peace? Like, <laughs> I know. Like, imagine screaming that at a, at someone in an American high school. No, <laughs> that would not. No. Um, 
I want to point this out here. Um, so later on, we talk or like we get to see Kumi express one of the things that she really likes about Fatu is kind of like her bravery and courage and like being like authentic, I think. And like, I just love it here because Fatu doesn't give a shit that it's Ismail. She's just like, you dumbass trying to like feed this tortoise cookies. I will help you. Yeah, she's not like playing niceties. Like she's no. nice as a person, but she's yes. not just like faking it with Ishmael, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. She is nice as a person, but she's also not hiding the fact that she's just like, you're being ridiculous. Yes, exactly. And then we go to fucking astrophysics class, which is just like an outrageous concept to me in high school. Yeah, US, uh, US education system. Can we Germany. go back to like algebra two or like? <laughs> so just saying, Fatu, don't feel too bad about yourself about this. Don't know that I would be doing too much better. To be oh my fair, God. what if Fatu came to the U.S. and she's just like, "Damn, I'm great," you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you guys are actually stupid. <laughs> I'm fine. So yeah, the German school systems are intense. Like, we see Fatu zoning out. I guess it's important to realize, like, she's having trouble in this class. But Kumi is very good at it. And that's kind of the point of the scene. Uh, what I would like to point out about Kumi being good at it is um, the teacher poses that question. And, like, Ava's hand, like, goes straight up in the air. And Kumi's, if you notice, is just kind of, like, right here. Where it's just, like, it's it's so, like, I totally get that feeling. Where it's just, like, I know the answer. I don't really care about answering. But I'm going to put my hand up so that if you need someone to answer correctly, like, I'm here. <laughs> and that's, like, the feeling that I get. She knows it that well. Yeah. Also, fuck this teacher. This teacher pulls her aside after class and is like, uh, you've not been trying hard. You just need to work a little bit harder. I, You're slacking off in my class. I'm like... Wow, so nice to hear how much you care about your students. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was a really helpful, motivating, strengths-based. <laughs> so we find out that they tried to achieve something called an Abbey in Germany. I'm assuming, is that a degree or is that an end-of-the-year exam? I'm, I'm a not... A degree, or like, that's like, I think like the equivalent of the diploma. It's like you completed your education. Okay, okay. And we also learned that Fatu is going to get a blue letter home, which apparently means that your child is failing. Yeah, it's apparently a very big deal. And then the Cash Queen's base apartment, they're making something. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, a drink of some sort? Oh, it's mold wine. Okay, they're making mold wine. And they're talking about how school sucks. Mylene... Says that's why I cheated because school's hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just so funny. She's like, school's hard, so I stole the answers. What about it? I'm like, all right. She's like, if she wants to leave them lying around, who am I to say no? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's one way to look at it, I guess. And the other girls are like, uh, maybe not post that on her joint shit because we could all get in trouble from that. And she's yeah. like, I'll take the fall. It's fine. And I'm like, that's not really how that works. Yeah. Um, Ava points it out first and then um, Nora supports her, which I appreciate. Because it's a very good point. I was a little mm -hmm. concerned about that, to be honest. And then Fatu is also getting a text 
that the money isn't right at work and she's going to have the money taken out of her paycheck. Um, and so the school talking, getting this information is really bringing her down emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, and then to spice things up, Zoe and Kumi show up. And, and uh, Kumi, like, jumps right in and, like, supports Fatu on not wanting to talk about school. And I was like, okay, you're very tuned in to Fatu, Kumi. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, very tuned in, ready to agree and support her. And so then Zoe asks about the mold wine and they sit down and they're like, what are y'all talking about? Kumi is over there tindering. So Zoe takes her phone and starts like swiping for her and making decisions. And at first they're talking about boys and you see Fatu like physically like her soul leaving her body where she's like very crushed by this and upset. And uh, Mylene and Ava are kind of looking at her like, are you okay right now? Like this is a lot at once. Um, and like Nora is on the couch like glancing at her like are you okay and I'm like wow these are really supportive friends about the gay agenda right now oh it's so funny someone had posted and for another scene where it's just like everyone knows that um, Fatu has a crush on Kumi except for Kumi and I was like oh my god literally do you think Zoe started talking about this girl on purpose with Fatu there well, this is a question is, did Kumi and did Kumi and Zoe intentionally plan to come in there and go on Tinder explicitly for Fatu to realize that she's into girls, too? Would Kumi tell Zoe she kind of liked Fatu? Would she share that with her? From what we get in the future social media interactions between Zoe and Kumi, I would say yes. If anyone knows, because I wasn't watching live at this point, if there were any social media posts or any um, chats between Zoe and Kumi about this, I would be interested. I'm going to guess no, because like also, like, I don't think we're supposed to know yet, you know, where it stands. Well, because they, they also have a TV storyline they have to drive, so they can't tell too much in the social media at the same yeah. time. So I'm going to guess that there wasn't any kind of social media stuff for Kumi and Zoe about it, but based on future things, I would say that Zoe probably knows, yeah. So... So Zoe definitely knows that Fatu likes Kumi. Mm -hmm. And then Kumi tells Zoe that she likes Fatu. So Zoe just happens to take her phone and start talking about this girl who looks like Zendaya and has these <laughs> cool vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't swipe on it, even though that's something that Kumi is into. I mean. I think Nora swiped left. Oh, Nora saved the day on that. Yeah, I think Nora did because I think Zoe yells at her about it and is like, why would you do that? The first girl that like QB would like, like, um, yeah. So Nora ran interference there for her girl. <laughs> I think so. Um, I'm into that. Know. But I was really thinking, I was like, uh, Zoe has to be doing some of this intentionally because she knows how Fadu likes QB. I like to think so as well. I also want to just point out that I really love that like Fatu who hates confrontation and like struggles with expressing herself is so disturbed by, <laughs> by Kumi on Tinder that she like mutters under her breath like Tinder is shit. <laughs> and then when everyone looks at her, she's like, I just mean, you know, messages from guys with house with pets. <laughs> it's just very funny. Also, they talk about Zoe being a gossip, but if Zoe knew about both of them and didn't tell the other one, she is good at keeping her mouth shut when she wants to. 
oh yeah, you'll find out just how much she kept her mouth shut later on. Really? Are you being sarcastic or she did? Keep oh her no! Mouth shut? Oh no! I'm. We're all very mad at Zoe. <laughs> oh okay. No I know. Her mouth I, shut. I don't have very strong feelings about Zoe whatsoever from watching the season because I don't know anything about social media. I say mad, but like just like you know, frustrated. Like we love her, but like frustrated. <laughs> But then we have, like, Fatu full-on, like, gay panicking, like, holy shit, she's into girls, like, I am alive again, I have a chance, people. Yes, that face is just like, so I do have a shot. It was so great. So, we've finished episode one. I think we're going to take a quick break here um, and take a listen to another podcast on our podcast network. Hi. I'm Laura Von Holt from the Mermaid Podcast, part of the Frolic Podcast Network. The Mermaid Podcast is, you guessed it, all about mermaids. I cover everything from mermaid legends and history to mermaids in pop culture, movies, and TV. My guests include mermaid experts, mermaid historians, mermaid authors, mermaid charities, mermaid tail makers, and even professional mermaids. Yes, being a mermaid is a real job. So whether you have legs or fins, are a mermaid queen or a mermaid at heart, the Mermaid Podcast has something for you. You can find us at mermaidpodcast.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, so I hope that you check them out. We're going to go ahead and get back to episode two now of Druck. I just, I wish I could say Druck properly. It's like Druck, but like my R's. I can. <laughs> so episode two, um, titled Gay Silence. <laughs> I mean, I love it. <laughs> okay, wait, can we just take a moment? to appreciate what it's like having a gay main character throughout the entire season of a show where it just like revolves around that person it was exhilarating watching this yes it was so good oh my god it was so good because it was so gay but also you got to see that she is more than just being gay you know it was like uh it was so marvel who would have thought that would be so interesting not me never uh but also, I really loved it, too, because she's not, like, I mean, Kumi kind of refers to her as being, like, butch, but I wouldn't really classify Fatu as butch. <laughs> but she's not a femme character, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that about her, because I feel like so much of the sapphic media is, like, two femme women together, which I love. I don't complain. I enjoy it. However, I really like someone that doesn't prevent present so femme to be like the protagonist of the season uh yeah i mean i have to agree with that because like i tend to like women who wear more i guess traditionally masculine clothing so i am always sad i mean like i love the two femme women they're gorgeous like i love it but i'm also just like can i fucking get a lady in a fucking button down can i like can i get like yeah like i i am not like a femme presenting person but i like I mean, you know, I'm into it still, like, into feminine stuff. But, like, I just like someone that's a little bit more, like, masculine of center as Mm -hmm. a protagonist. Yeah. Uh, And I enjoyed that. So it's it's really a treat when you you get, like, your story centered in a a storyline. And then also, I don't know if we've discussed this 
already or not, just you and I, but like there are queer writers on the show. Um, and you definitely oh, I had no it. idea. Yeah, that's cool. Yes. <sighs> so good. Are they the same writers as the first generation? I honestly don't know. I have no idea. Let us know if you are listening. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so that's interesting. Good to know. Because I think you can tell. I mean, I felt very yeah. authentic. Yeah, there's a lot that like, I just, I'm just like, and you can tell someone gay was here. Um <laughs> Okay, so let's actually get into episode two now. All right, so we start off Saturday, 11-14, um, and it is <laughs> her and Ava just hanging out. Ava brought over some croissants, and they're just, I'm just like, Fatu is the cutest little bean. Like, I can't handle how fucking adorable she is. I um, love this. This is my dream. You're just, like, drinking coffee or tea, eating a croissant, smoking. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's all. That's all I want to do for my the rest of my life, really. Yeah, it's a very lovely Saturday morning. Um, and Ava, oh, Ava, Ava's like, we need to talk. <laughs> she's so concerned. Um, and she's like, you're getting, like, I saw you. You're getting your hopes up again, like, after you saw Kumi on Tinder. And I just love what a concerned friend Ava is, you know, because if we think back to like Friendsgiving and how fucking devastated Fatu was, she wants to protect her friend. And I think that's pretty understandable. I think, I think that's a good quality in a friend. She explains why she's looking out for Fatu because she's like, you're the best person I know. You're so warm and kind to people. And she sees Kumi as this ice queen and she mm -hmm. doesn't really understand how that could be a person that Fatu is interested in. She mm -hmm. thinks that she, you know, just goes along with uh, Constantine and Ishmael and the Instas and is two-faced and all of the stuff. And Fatu thinks that Kumi's different. It's not even just that, you know, why would Fatu be interested in Kumi, who is cold, but also um, that she deserves more. She deserves better. Um, and not only better because Fatu is so great, but because Ava has legitimate concerns about their history. So, you know, Ava says to her, like, I was in classes with these people for like three or four years, like prior to you knowing them, I guess. Um, and like, there was some pretty fucked up shit that happened. Like, I like Ava apparently like couldn't go to class like she was having such bad anxiety over it that it was physically affecting her and she actually ended up moving to Alaska at some point for a year um which I think is in connection somehow to the bullying too so yeah it seems like it was pretty intense although she does clarify that Kumi was more so a bystander than an active participant but still like that's not <laughs> great First and foremost, like, Fatu was, like, concerned about her friend mm -hmm. and is really, like, that shouldn't have happened. I'm really sorry. And she's, like, really needs to know how involved Kumi was in on that mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I think she still struggles a little bit because she definitely still likes Kumi. And so finding out that she wasn't a direct participant does help her, but she's still upset that you know, Kumi was a bystander by this person that was is like her best friend was bullied. She's clearly affected by that. Oh, for sure. When she and she like even says to Ava, she's like, maybe I should like give up on her. Like maybe she's not the person for me. And I just I, I think that's very much influenced by the fact that she cares so much about Ava that it's hard to actively pursue someone who's had a hand in hurting someone you care about. I think she's definitely conflicted about this. For sure. 
So then we move into Monday at 1537, which is what, 543, 337. I'm not good at the 24-hour clock. <laughs> I have no idea how a 24-hour clock works. So it's 337 p.m. And Fatu is in her room trying to do her schoolwork. And she is struggling. And she sees that blue letter that apparently did, in fact, get sent home. Um, she hides it. And then did the promptly- typical high school trick of hiding <laughs> things you don't want your parents to see. Yep. She just shoves it away um, and <laughs> quickly gets distracted by her phone. She's scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. And then she goes on Tinder and she gets a message from a girl looking for a third in the relationship. Okay. Before that, though. Okay. So she's changing her Instagram from like wanna cuddle to buy me ramen um, in like. Oh, she's trying to be much more cool for Kimi on Tinder. <laughs> um but why the fuck is her age set to 24 (laughs) i was trying to figure this out i like kind of noticed it my first watch through but when i watched it for this i was like can you not be on tinder if you're under 18 i don't know i have no idea honestly i don't know either because tinder didn't exist when i was in high school (laughs) um (laughs) so i don't know but i think you can't be on tinder if you're under 18 Maybe that's why. Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, I was like, Fatu, you are not and I was 24. Like, I really don't like teenagers going on Tinder and putting that they're 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about this too much. Okay, I'm going to move on from that now. <laughs> um, but yes, she ends up swiping right on this girl and it's a match. And I'm like, oh, yay. But then true, unfortunately, to a queer girl's experience on dating profiles is getting that hi, my boyfriend and I are looking for a third. And I'm like, oh, this is so real. And I fucking hate it. It was, all, it was, it was real. Yeah. And then Fatu goes over to the cash queen's landing. I was like, sorry, I've got these separated by days. And so like, I'm going to keep saying this. Is this day. a different day? Yeah. See, I have no concept of the days. Yeah. So, um, so we were on Monday before. Now we're on Tuesday at... 2.55 p.m. And this is when Fatu goes over to Nora's flat. And um, <laughs> she, I wonder if she knew that Kumi was going to be there because she checks her breath before she brings, like, she pushes on the buzzer. And then Kumi's the one who answers the door. I mean, what a thing to walk into, Fatu. I mean, Kumi answering the door? I'm curious. What did you think of Kumi's demeanor in this uh- I was like, because everything is in Fatu's perspective. So I was like, mm-hmm. is Kumi like trying to be sexy taking her shoes off? Or does <laughs> Fatu just think it's sexy? Like, what is happening? Well, I definitely think that with the shoe thing, it's Fatu just being like infatuated with Kumi. And it's just like, look at everything she does is just sexy. But I like, I thought that Kumi's demeanor when she opened the door was kind of awkward. And I personally have decided that Kumi swiped right on Fatu. And then saw her this day and was like, oh, she didn't swipe right on me. I'm going to be so awkward. And then gets over it. But I wonder if she had already swiped right on twin- on Tinder. Well, I don't know that because we didn't see. Did we see Fatu actually see Kumi this go around? No, but when she does see her later and swipes right, Fa- Kumi had already said yes to her. Oh, so you think this is the point that Kumi did that? 
So I think that Kumi swiped right on Fatu and didn't get a match. And so when she sees Fatu, I think she's being awkward around her. But then when Fatu is done, is like acting normal, Kumi like gets over it. But I think she was weird when she opened the door. <laughs> that could be possible. I had not considered. I had not considered, but I'm not going to take that in as a possibility. So, that, so those are my thoughts. Uh, but yes, uh, Fatu is like just staring at Kumi take off her boots. <laughs> but then like Kumi like offers to take her coat and stuff. And it yeah. seems a little bit like she's trying to, I don't know, form something with Fatu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she got over the awkwardness like, you know, pretty quick. Um, Kumi can be kind of like slick when she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the, I guess, Ava's room. Where they're all just kind of chatting and Ava talks about some indie producer who's reached out to her um, having heard I think her and Fatu singing and everyone's like being super supportive uh, because they do they sound amazing and they're trying to figure out um, a name <laughs> and Nora says really dorkily ride or die <laughs> and I just thought it was so cute the way she does I it. love when they bring up English phrases like randomly and then Kumi is like what about magic AF a for Ava, F for Fatu, and she's like playing with, like she's like playing on her like knee or on her thigh with her fingernails, and Fatu is just like zoned into that. And <laughs> this is when I texted V, and I was like, V, why didn't you tell me they had fucking Fatu fantasizing about Kumi with Tony Braxton playing? This is literally the cheesiest of best thing i've ever seen in my life you're gonna have her fantasizing to some 90s slow jam vibes like yes this is what i want and she fucking fantasizes about kumi fucking feeding her this fucking french fry (laughs) the first time i watched this i was so caught off guard by this i didn't even (laughs) realize about the french fry and the milkshake i was just like holy shit oh my god oh my god i can't believe that this is happening right now in front of me and i'm like texting v like wow why didn't you prepare me for this and then you're like oh the milkshake and french fry i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) did not even realize it I like when I first watched it I think I had a similar reaction to you where I was just like whoa but then like I've watched it so many times like now I'm just like dying of laughter because like Fatu's fucking gay fantasy is Kumi staring at her romantically and just like caressing her face and her lip before she puts in a french fry (laughs) literally the funniest thing I loved everything about this little (sighs) thing it was so fucking cute and hilarious yeah, fucking loved it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, then she gets called out for her, um, you know, palm vanille, um, her French fry vanilla milkshake thing. And everyone's like, gross. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> um, I think that's delicious. So. Same. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's not a thing, but whatever. I, I'm into it. Uh, so then we go to Thursday, 6.52 p.m. And it is Fatu and Eli getting their Christmas Eve dinner together. (laughs) And I just, like, I can't fucking help it. I just think everything that Fatu does is so cute. She, like, is fucking cutting a lime or something. And then she, like, licks it. And she's like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) And she's very adorable and cute. I really like Fatu. Like, I find her personality just, like, so charming. Mm -hmm. Like, 
because she's so such a genuine person and she's like kind of dorky a little bit but yeah when she wants to be she can be like that cool girl Mm -hmm. and and like kind of smooth and stuff so i just like all of the dimension to her and find her very interesting to watch like the actress that plays her i think adds so much to her that she's very captivating as a as a main character in my opinion I would agree. I think that Sierra does a fantastic job of portraying Fatu and um, the complexities of a person. I think that a lot of times that we see people as one, we see people in one way, but they can like be a lot. And so like, yeah, she's dorky and all of these things and sweet and kind. She can also be mean um, and rude and she can also um, be more serious it's like really refreshing to get like a full perspective for mm-hmm. these female characters. Like we really don't get that too much, to be honest. We don't. We don't. And it's sad, which is why I'm so fucking obsessed with this shit. So they're working on this dinner and then Eli is like, can you please get off your phone and like focus? And uh, she's like, at least I have a social life. And then the parents bring in a video chat with um the kids grandparents and for some reason my caption says that they're speaking french but i'm pretty sure they're speaking volof i think that's how you say it is it french i mean because they could also speak french in that country too so i'm not yeah. sure i didn't pay enough attention to them talking or i couldn't like hear them over the father speaking german so i honestly don't know if they were speaking french or not but i assume it was volof i don't know but we get to see them talking to the grandparents and they're just doing grandparent things like how my honestly- babies Honestly, my favorite thing about this was, like, how real this is talking to a grandparent through video chat and how, uh-huh. how like, cute it is and how it makes you feel good, but it also feels awkward and doesn't make you feel good, like, in the same <laughs> breath. Well, I felt like it was very grandparenty, where, like, the grandma is just like, Fatu, you've gained weight. It looks good on you. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Don't talk about that. And then, and then they, like, start bragging about her brother doing very mm-hmm. well. And then for Fatu, they're just like, she has new friends. <laughs> she's got us. Yeah, she's got some friends. Um, and she tells, <laughs> But she does tell them that she's doing well in school. Um and, and basically, I mean, I didn't take a lot of notes on this. I'm basically, it was just a lot of really adorable family time. It was really cute. I also thought it was beautifully shot. Like, it was, like, very aesthetically pleasing to watch. The music was very well done. And they also did a great job of, like, establishing in this, like, few minutes, like, a true family dynamic. Like, one minute they're laughing, then you see them kind of get into a debate with each other. Like, you see a lot of stuff that goes on with the family. And I just kind of enjoyed this couple of minutes. Especially if this was released on Christmas, it really provides that warmth that you're looking for then, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. You definitely see you get a very true family feel, you know, like you get the laughter, you get like Fatu, like making eyes at Eli, like just like, oh, shut up kind of stuff. Um, and then the dad <laughs> like burnt the fucking goose um, that he worked all day on. And I was like, this is fucking relatable to me in my life right now. Yeah. Like- and and I think it also, like, tells you about their family dynamic. So, like, rather than getting pissed about the fact that he ruined the fucking Christmas dinner, it's, like, it's full of laughter and fun. And so, like, I think that you see that while they do, you know, care about Eli's education and, like, him doing well, they also seem to be pretty flexible and, like, Yeah, chill. but I have some comments on this later on with what goes on with Fatu. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. It's a little bit questionable for me why they did that, but 
we'll get there. <laughs> um, so then we go to Friday, 3.35, and it is at the flat. Uh, Ava and Fatu are singing, and... They... Oh God, they're such good singers. I just feel like I have to say that again. She literally is singing at one point with no backing music. Yeah. Just singing. I'm like, that I'm is a serious song. <laughs> She's very talented, and I think that must be stated again. Yes, she is. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> and then, like, there's a knocking at the door, and Ava's like. Uh, I think it's my neighbors. Well, you answered the door. They looked at me weird when I moved in. And like Fatu being the good friend that she is, is like, okay, I don't live here, but I'll answer the door. Honestly, that's something I would do with a friend if I didn't want to talk to my neighbor. Oh, God. Would I do that? I don't know that I would. I would be the friend who would answer the door for my friend. Friendship, you. (laughs) Well. It works out, though, because um, it is not the scary neighbors. It is Kumi who is yelling at Zoe, but it's hilarious because she's like, Zoe, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, Fatu. Zoe, do you know how many times you ditch me? Don't let me bother you, you guys. <laughs> like, is this really funny it's, to me? <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'm, I also, like, love it's, like, uh, Kumi does not want Fatu to think, like, she is, like, aggressive towards her. You know what I mean? It's, like... <laughs> This is Zoe's problem, not yours. Oh, God. And then I'm assuming Zoe's phone must die um, because she's, like, done talking to her. And then... <laughs> I know. I was like, did she just hang up on her? Cumie <laughs> like, does not seem mad enough for her to hang up on her. Like... Yeah, I think from, like, other things that we've seen, like, Zoe doesn't always charge her phone, so I think her phone died. And Ava's like, girl's night ruined. And, like, Cumie's like, Korean horror movie night actually <laughs> and like it was interesting to me because like I feel like her and Ava kind of bond over yeah. liking horror films but I also feel like Ava like shut it down where she was like um Kumi starts talking to her more about something and then Ava's like yeah I know um so I felt like it was kind of like a shutting it down and then Kumi was like I'm just gonna go wait in Zoe's bedroom now Ava was the one that really seemed like mm-hmm. she really liked it so it seemed like Kumi and Ava were really bonding. And then I think Ava felt weird about the fact that she could relate to Kumi in any way and kind of mm. shut that down pretty quickly. Because okay. that that image of Kumi doesn't fit with what Ava knows of Kumi. And so yeah. she started to feel a little awkward about it. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was just like, y'all are bonding. Like, why did you shut that down as if though she was being rude to you? Like, she's... Okay, I can I can see that. Um, and then I just think it's, like, super adorable where, like, Kumi's about to leave and then Fatu just, like, looks at Ava, like, kind of, like, pleading, like, do something. Like, please, you know, like, give me your blessing and your approval. And Ava's like, well, you're here, Kumi. And then we start, you know, then they watch the horror movies together. I think it's probably, too, with Ava. Like, you know, she has a history of being bullied. I think... What she knows of Kumi is all perception because it doesn't seem like she actually interacted with Kumi that much. Mm-hmm. Kumi just didn't ever say anything. So basically everything that she's knows about Kumi is through association and assumptions. You know what I mean? So I think anything that kind of challenges those assumptions is going to make her uncomfortable and justifiably so mm-hmm. with her experiences. I'm not trying to say she's not justified in feeling that way because I think she is. Um, And even Kumi realizes that in the show. So I think it's like, 
important. But I think it's interesting to give that little perspective of Ava. I don't know how the shippers feel about it. So I'm coming to defense for Ava and explaining where I think her perspective is. Yeah, it's not until much later that people have feelings about Ava. Um, Ava, tattoos like be my wing woman. And Ava, who doesn't like Kumi, is like, hey, let's hang out together. I agree with you 100%. Ava puts her shit aside because she loves her friend. And and she even falls asleep so they can talk (laughs) one-on-one. True friendship. Oh my god, it's so cute. Yes, she's like asleep, leaned up against Fatu's legs, and then it's hilarious and because she just like plays with her hair. It's so precious. I just yes. think they're so cute. They're like my favorite little best friends. Oh yeah. Fatu is such a physical touch person. It's so adorable. Yeah. So she's like, you know, petting her head, watching the movie. And it's really funny that like Ava's the one who fell asleep when Fatu doesn't actually like horror because she's just like watching at like through her fingers. <laughs> and she's like looking at QB just watching. She's like, you're fucking in hardcore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Kimmy's like, yeah, it's gory, right? Like unfazed. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, like, Open skulls, no big deal. You know what's scary? Ladies, um, how do you talk to girls? <laughs> Kimmy is like, this is nothing. Have you tried talking to women? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I thought, listen, I thought she was going to say something like, um, really like telling us about her as a person, like prepping for this. I'm like, oh, she's going to get vulnerable with Fatu, which she is talking about girls, but it was like flirting, being like, how do you talk to girls? Because I'm trying to talk to you right now. You know what I mean? We don't know if she's always identified. I don't think she's always outwardly identified as bi because none of the girls knew about it. I personally like to headcanon that like Kumi has known she's bisexual for a bit and that Fatu didn't trigger that for her because I just like the idea of like them being independent people and then falling for each other. I get that. But I also feel like there's something to it because I do feel like her kissing that guy in season five when at the, like the friends giving thing was like a gay panic in a sense. Oh, I definitely think that that was gay panic. I think that it was like, she actually like likes Fatu and she's not prepared for actually liking someone yeah especially when she talks about the flirting in the scene where she's like uh guys just like talk to me like (laughs) i don't have to put that kind of like effort into a connection like if someone likes me they'll talk to me and then we go from there you know what i mean it seems like that has been her whole kind of history so now where there's something where she's having to like really read into someone's body language Mm -hmm. and try to figure out where they're coming from and put like all of this effort into it. She's feeling insecure about it. I mean, so Kumi is like talking to girls is scary, like girls, right? <laughs> and then Fatu's like, why? She's like, I'm looking for some tips. Um, and she's like, well, how do you flirt with boys? And then Kumi's like, ha, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Truly. I mean, like men are there whether you want them or not. Like you don't, yes. you don't have to make an effort. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
And I'm just like, look at fucking Fatu being so fucking bold as to be like, all right, crush, you want to know how to flirt with ladies? Let me give you like a 101. Oh, and then her first thing is flirting with her by like making her laugh about the like eye contact stare thing. I was like, Fatu, you are really pulling it out right now. Oh my God. She like, she makes Kumi like bust out with laughter. Oh, so good. And then she. And then drops the hand stuff. Dude, that was, like, my favorite fucking thing because I was, like, this is, like, such a known thing for sapphics, but, like, is not a known thing for non-gays. Like, I t- I've only seen this in a TV show. Well, first of all, there's a running thing with actresses that have a really long nails in TV shows. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you have to talk about it because it stands out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not every show pays attention to that. Some shows do, but they don't ever acknowledge it. But... yeah. Um, I've only seen someone talk about hands in one other TV show, and it was the L word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, I don't know that I've yeah paid attention, to, or I don't know that anyone else has talked about hands, and it just it really especially speaks to me because I'm like, this is something that's so obviously queer culture, but people who are not it don't know. It isn't hasn't been like it's not something that goes outside of queer culture as well usually. You know what I mean? Like, there's some stuff that, like, seeps out of queer culture that people know, and there's like, some stuff that they, that they don't know, and this yeah, is like, like fannels. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just like I think it's especially funny for me just because like I just can never get over the time that I made a joke about you hauling to my sister and her response was "Don't tell me about your sex life," and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I was like, "That's not what the fuck that is." that's not what that means um yeah so it's just like oh wow like you really don't know anything about queer culture um i was explaining to one of my friends what a stud is the other day and i was like wow you have no idea what this is yeah um yeah apparently that happens so it's really funny how like kumi does not also she's just like my nails why my nails Uh, (laughs) this is why she starts doing more research I swear to God. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. She was like, oh, wow, I need to go learn things now. <laughs> um, And I also just really love the way that Fatu, like, tries to, like, reassure her. Like, as soon as she's just like, you know, for the sexy stuff. And then Kumi's just, like, staring at her nails. Fatu's like, well, you know, like, these are stereotypes. Like, the cut in the eyebrow, the short hair, you know, the, the football. And then Kumi, I appreciate it, was just, like, skateboarding. You know, and, like, it brings it back to this place of lightness. Um, and then fucking Fatu tells her about her fucking six-hour graveyard date. Which, again, how, like, I will never get over one of my dearest friends going on a fucking, like, 13-hour date. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so lesbian culture. <laughs> So it's like literally, so this accurate. is what I need, people. This is what I need just to get into more. It's ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> it's ridiculous a lot of the time. Um, and so, yeah, so then Kumi does that little like zombie thing, which is reminiscent of what uh the first time Fatu made her laugh in season five. Um yeah, so in season five, when they the cash queens go to take the money back, um, I think one of the, someone or Constantine or Ishmael is like, "Why are you here?" And then she's like, "For your souls," or like something like that. And Kumi laughs. And it's you the are first so time. right. Yeah, I feel like that's when Kumi started even like cluing into Fatu more. Yeah, I agree because <laughs> I think it was like the second interaction we see between them, and she like definitely bites back a laugh there. 
Um, and so here we are at Flirting 101. And, you know, she does the same thing to make Fatu laugh. Also earlier, I really liked before she got into like the date story where she was talking about reading body language and following oh, yeah. your heart. And Kimi plays up that ice queen thing where she's like, what mm-hmm. heart? <laughs> I know. I, that was like very good flirting from Kimi. I just have to say. Well, I just like am dying because I'm like, she's over here trying to act like she doesn't have a heart when she's got the fucking <laughs> mushiest little heart ever. Um, <laughs> oh, which you will learn more about. When she's like wanting Fatu to literally lead her through how she made mm-hmm. the first move. I was like, wow, this is very intense right now. Yeah, this episode is called Gay Silence, but I'm just like, this is like fucking gay longing. Like th- that was so in- like the way that she tells the story. She's like, and, and like, she's like, I was telling myself that I, sh- you know, just needed to work up the nerve to kiss her. She's like, and then. And then, like, it's just so intense the way they look at each other. And the tension is just, like, building and building, and the eye contact gets more and more intense. Like, this is chemistry 101 right here. This is how you do it right here. Yes, it was so fucking good. So fucking good. And then, okay, I was thinking about this as I was taking my notes for this, that, like, for me, it just feels so fucking obvious that they're both into each other and they just need a fucking kiss right now. But instead, Fatu turns around and is like, yeah, it was really nice. And I was thinking back to like how in Friendsgiving she had thought that Kumi was into her and she was reading all of these things and she was going to go for it and then she found her kissing that boy and her heart was broken. And so in this moment, everything is fucking saying yes, but she doesn't believe it because experience has taught her that she read the vibes wrong. And this is the why the next part is so interesting to me because like Kumi is getting these vibes now for sure. And so then she kind of tries to figure out a way to put herself out there without putting herself out there like hoping Fatu will take the bait where she's like if you had to choose one of your friends today who would you choose obviously wanting Fatu to say her but Fatu has had a crush on Kumi for so long she does not view her as a friend so that's why she says none of none of my friends and I'm also just like, Kumi, do you think you guys are friends? Because, like, y'all are She does, because she's friends. upset by what she says. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm guessing that she does as well. But I just, I'm just like, why would you think y'all are friends? Y'all are not friends. Like, <laughs> they've talked a few times. Like, you could consider that someone you're like, it might be what your definition of friend is. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, if you hang out a lot with someone, I would consider them a casual friend. Like, a friend. But I feel like Fatu has a very tight circle, and those are the people she considers her friend. She's like, data cash queen, never. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm like dying of laughter because I'm remembering when I told someone in high school that we weren't friends, that we were acquaintances, and they did not take that well. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be I was just saying we weren't friends. Of course so, you um, I feel and yeah, speaking- I would. And speaking of friends, uh, Ava is just, like, asleep this entire time while this whole thing is going on. I'm like, you're a real one, Ava. So all this shit goes down, and she's like, yeah, I don't date friends. And Kumi is obviously hurt by this, and is just like, yeah, no, me neither. And, like, the, the entire mood has shifted, and Fatu is just, like, being pensive. And the way she's just, like, rubbing Ava's head, like, as Ava continues to sleep, and she's just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it's just so she's fucking like, cute to me. She's, like, rubbing Ava's head for, like, comfort, for, like, <laughs> for 
this experience she doesn't know how to handle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. Um, so when I fucking saw this episode, I was just like, fucking kill me. Like these fucking looks. Like I'm dead. So good. I had no idea how early the chemistry started with them when I started watching it because people kept like saying stuff like, oh my God, is Kimi into Fatu? So I thought there was a much longer buildup than there was for me when I was watching. I'm like, okay, right off the gate, we're there. So, okay. So for you, this is episode two, but for people who are watching live, it is clip number 10. So basically it feels like episode 10 for, for people who are watching live quite a different experience i guess on how you process it oh god yep so that is episode two i hope you enjoyed that um if you have other enlightening comments about uh drugs history or behind the scenes stuff let us know we'd love to hear it Please rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe, download episodes, all that jazz, and or wherever you listen to podcasts, to be fair. And follow us on Twitter at This Lesbian Shit and on Instagram at This Lesbian Shit. If you want to talk to me about drug, <laughs> I was like, please follow me at VC790 because... Normally, I keep my personal like my personal account off of this, but I'm this obsessed with Druk <laughs> that I'm just like, talk please come talk to, to me. me. <laughs> I mean, only if you want to. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. You can do what you want. Um, so thank you so much for listening to us. This was fun. We'll be back hopefully soon because we're both really enjoying talking about the show um, with a couple more episodes. All right. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Bye. Bye. This lesbianship is intense. It's a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.